Welcome to the Stuff and Things Podcast. Your home for all stuff related to your favorite things in entertainment. Now, here are your hosts. And welcome to the Stuff and Thangs podcast. We are talking the Mandalorian. It is myself, Stefan, and I am joined, as always, by the Dark Lord himself. It's Sam. The Dark Lord. Yeah, I, I, I've been I've been trying to work on different things to uh, introduce you as each time, and you know. No, mate. Clearly, I've offended you this week. That's okay. That's, that's how we start. <laughs> well, I, had, I had all this. I had all this nice stuff planned, <laughs> all these kind things to say, but no, Dark Lord, right, okay then. I, I started the season as uh, you as a Jedi Lord, like, yeah. you know, so I've yeah. just gone through the rankings. And, no. you know. Yeah, no, it's fine, I don't give a sip. It's right, if there had been one more episode, it would have been, and the droid himself, it's sad. So, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and here is the C-3PO impersonator, well that would have been low, yeah. that would have been the lowest Jar Jar's <laughs> confidence. <laughs> Uh, hello everybody, uh, this is the Mandalorian Season 3 finale episode, uh, we're actually recording this on the Wednesday, having both watched it recently, Yes. Um, we're, we're kind of ready to rock and roll with opinions, uh, but mate, we have a tradition on this show. We do. Are you doing it or am I now? <laughs> uh, well, you're, you're, run, you're running the desk, and, and I nicely have been getting it wrong. I know, it's very you. good of you. But this is yeah. season three, it is episode eight, it is chapter 24, and the title is... The Disappointment. No, no, that's no, the synopsis. No. Oh. The title... <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> the Return. The Return. Now, uh, I think we are going to have to break this episode into two parts. Bring it on. Happy I think that. we are going to have to break the episode down as a general, the episode itself... Okay. And then we're going to have to break it into the episode as the finale of this season slash series. Okay. Because I am, I don't know about you, but I myself have got two very different opinions here. Okay. Well, yeah. I really enjoyed the episode. It was fast paced. It was action packed. uh, It had the conclusion. It had everything. I, as an episode, really enjoyed it. Battle scenes, action scenes, all that sort of thing. Great. Um, Grogu using using the Force. Great. All that sort of thing I thought was really good. As as an end of this series, I felt was a really big (laughs) anticlimax. Okay. We, even on the podcast between me and you, let alone talking about the whole of the Twitterverse and everything else, yeah, we had all these really cool theories built into it, and yeah, even the last week's episode, spies and only one being revealed and stuff, and it built all these great theories up, and it then did, yeah, got yeah, to yeah. the end of the episode and went, um, so why did we get shown what 
mind flaying is why did we get the whole build up of this why was this what was oh okay yeah um i, I think i think it's important i think you um you touched on this in your reaction to tiktok it's important to sometimes take a step back from uh, what your expectations were. Uh, so, like, for example, at the moment, I'm feeling disappointed. Um, I think a lot of people, not just me, feel disappointed because of what they didn't see rather yeah. than enjoying what they did. And the stuff we didn't see were stuff we built up in our own minds. You yeah. know, there were these, you know, one of the actors basically trolled the entire Star Wars fan base by saying, oh, you know, after watching the finale, you all wish you never wanted more. Now, that meant that all of us thought, damn, Din's dead, Grogu's dead, or, you know, Bo's going to die. And all of us just went into all of these dark theories about what could happen. Yeah. Because clearly it's going to be something that's going to make us all go, oh, damn. Also, John Favreau said publicly in an interview he has written season four. So all of us are expecting this to be some sort of ending which is going to lead on to oh no, you know, this has happened, what's going to happen next? Yeah, it's not, it's not unfair that a lot of us are therefore having the reaction of, what was that? <laughs> that doesn't add up to what that guy said or what John said. I'm really confused. Yeah, there's going to be a season four, but we're going to wrap season three with the perfect happily ever after. Well, well, that's just it. I'm not convinced there is going to be a season four now. Yeah. Um, because uh, that they just ended the show. <laughs> and and um, that is what it felt like. It felt like the end of the series, not the end of the season. Uh, very much so. And also, um, and again, this is possibly being critical, it felt like that decision was made at the last minute and they changed everything and just threw that ending together. Yeah, like, now, it was a the reason why The ending was perp Like, the, that as an ending, Mandu and his son settling down, they're going to work for the New Republic so they can get the experience, but he's very choosy on what he's going to do and all that lot. That, yeah. as an ending, is a perfect ending. Because yeah. the whole way through, we've gone from Mando and Grogo being introduced to each other, and him being nothing more than some cargo, yeah. to the end of the season, and them two being a family, him thinking of you know, the child as his own child now, and they've faced all these adversaries, they've lost people along the way... I could be talking about The Last of Us or The Mandalorian right now, I realise. Um, yeah. But by the end of it, they are family and they're kind of settling down together at the end to to do that. And it's a perfect ending. However, we were, there, we were told there's going to be a fourth series and there's going to be a movie coming out to end the Mandalorian universe. And it's like, well, we, we don't need either of those with that ending. Well, the man, so the Mandoverse, yeah, these are different things. So the Mandoverse, which is what has been dubbed by fans, by the way, not by Disney. Yeah. Um, the Mandoverse is basically the Mandalorian, Book of Boba Fett, and we've got other shows coming, the Ahsoka series, etc., etc. So that is, yeah. yeah. So the Dave Filoni, John Favreau projects, if you like, which there are several. Yep. Are the the movie finale will be finalizing all of it? So I but I believe personally that the end game of the movie for this is Grand Admiral Thrawn 
and we're going to have a Soka building towards that. You know, we've just had him heavily mentioned in season three of The Mandalorian. Uh, I personally, yeah. I personally would still like to see the book of Boba Fett get another series as well. So, I, I think these characters are possibly going to pop up, but for me, that felt like the Mandalorian series, Din Djarin and Din Grogu, as he now is. Yeah, that was done. Now, the point I was making a moment ago about the 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 way it felt to me that it was like this was not the original plan. It's the pacing of the entire season. The entire season was of a pace where we have just been slowly building. Every episode is like, okay, we're advancing the storyline, but we're also world building. Even the cameo fest episode was world building, you know? Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was like, look at these planets, how they're existing. Look at what's going on. All these old battle droids are being used for, you know? So all this, but advance the storyline just just like a couple of steps every week, every week yeah. a few steps from Bo-Katan's palace being destroyed, you know, where, you know, the question was asked then, remember? Where did these fighters come from? They must be a Star Destroyer nearby. No, they had a base on bloody Mandalore. Yeah. <laughs> but, but she didn't know. You know, no one's put those two and two together yet, you know. So you've got all of this stuff that's happened, and the slow build, and because of the slow build, it has allowed us as fans to go, "Ooh, she's sus. Ooh, he's sus. Ooh, he's even more sus." You know, yeah. we have theorized constantly, and then we've got to the finale. So the penultimate episode last week left us on a knife edge. It left us on a cliffhanger of who is going to show up to help, who is going to do this, how are they possibly going to get him out, how are they going to do all that. And then the finale, forget the fact the runtime was less than half an hour, which I think is appalling yeah. for a finale of a big show like this. But everything got wrapped up in that time. It was rushed. It was fast. It was blink and you miss it. There were great scenes in that finale, but it was ridiculously fast. Like, literally, Din's been taken prisoner. We have all theorized for a week, and people have loved it. It's been a lot of fun. Is he going to get mind flayed? Because that was hinted earlier in the season. Is he going to get killed? Is he going to get questioned about where is Luke? You know, what's going to happen? He was rescued within what a scene. Within what? I mean, there's a couple of people on TikTok which I am going to really enjoy finding yeah. their videos and commenting, going. So remember when you were calling everyone idiots for not piecing together all the bits that what's going to happen in the finale. No. <laughs> now who's the idiot? Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, there's, there's, been a lot, there's been like you just said, like there's been so much theory throwing around and everything they showed us building up to this point has meant that there are people all over the internet literally going, like, you know, in episode one this happened, episode two we saw this, episode three this was yeah. said. It clearly means it is building to this happening in the finale. Yeah. Everyone's got these things now, and it's like me and you last. I said earlier, me and you last week, we made like our predictions. Yeah. Um, last night we were texting each other, WhatsApping each other last night, yeah. and you know we put our predictions on what who's going to appear, what's going to do this, what's going to do that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah and, did, and then yeah. I got to the end of the episode and went, so nobody got it right because everybody out there actually theorised a better season finale 
in terms I, of I, I don't reviews. I don't know if it was better though. I, I don't know. I mean I mean yours was because... I think yours gave people nightmares. Yeah, but, <laughs> but I mean like like you can have all of these ideas and you can have all of these sort of suggestions. It doesn't make it better. Like I, for me, I would have loved to have seen Ahsoka in this finale because I would have loved the scene of Ahsoka versus those Praetorian guards. Yes. Because I think visually that would have been stunning. And it would have set Ahsoka... Because Ahsoka, you know, is friends with Bo-Katan, as much as friends exist in that sense. And so it could have been logical. It would have helped set up the Ahsoka series. And so it made sense to me. And so I would have loved to have seen that. Yeah, and when she what sent you... Axe off to get reinforcements, I, I get, you know, yeah. there was those two things. First thing was, Axe is the traitor, he's going to go up yeah. there and start bombing them all. Or, yeah. oh my god, Axe is going to go get Ahsoka because that's the backup yeah. that she needs. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah, going to yeah. be amazing. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's difficult because I don't want to be critical of them for just not having my head cannon. <laughs> you know, yeah, that's, that's, that's not fair. That's, 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 that's not fair. I mean, that's not fair. I mean, yeah. it, it's very. You can watch that. You know, I, I joked the episode called the disappointment, and it is a joke. I am joking about that. I'm not disappointed. The only thing I'm disappointed about is the runtime. I, I, I genuinely feel like they rushed it, and I and I can't for the life of me work out why. Like I, I personally all feel the episodes that episodes have been different lengths of time. There was no it's, it's reason for it to be a short one. No, and and I I personally think that you should watch, like if if anyone's gonna sit down and watch these now, like oh I've not watched this, I'm gonna binge watch it. I think you're gonna have a better experience because I think if you watch seven and eight as one, that is a perfect finale. Yep, because it just rolls, doesn't it? You know, yeah. Din's taken and then Grogu comes and saves him in the IG twelve battle suit, which then gets wrecked later on. <laughs> no. No, no. <laughs> uh, I mean, so that was kind of great, you know. And like you said, there are so many scenes in this which are kind of great. Um, my another thing, which um, so I want to ask you this because me and you sometimes we watch things and we're like, okay, I'm kind of punching a hole in this because where the hell did this come in? I meant to ask you last week, where is his Naboo starfighter? Because we've not seen it. For weeks now, he's been flying around on Bo-Katan's ship. Yep. Where is it? Where is he parked there? Because there's just no sign of it. And also, where's the droid? Because we've not seen the droid. I, I'm guessing it's parked with the Naboo Starfighter. Possibly. If it is, then he left it on Mandalore. If not, yeah. he just left the droid on his own wandering around. Mandalore. So, yeah. so this is the so this is my question. We watched an entire episode last week of Din and that group land on Mandalore in Bo-Katan's ship. Yes, that droid was nowhere. No, not not when the scouting party moved forward. Not when they went on that weird pirate ship in the desert. Yeah. Not when they got attacked. That droid was nowhere. So, how in the hell is that droid just appeared? You know, this is a genuine. This, yeah genuine question i don't know and i'd love anybody listening to let me know because i think john favreau and dave Filoni do an incredible job with this show and i have never been able to point fault without going oh because it could be this but i cannot work that out 
Yeah, it's it certainly wasn't shown. No. So but again, we got like a thirty odd minute, uh, less than thirty minute episode. Why? Why was it feels like stuff was cut, and I and I can't, uh, like I can't wrap my head around this weird feeling with this episode that there there was more should have been shown and wasn't. It just feels odd. No, and again, I head back to the the whole thing of we joked earlier in the season about the fact the runtime was like fifty two minutes, forty two minutes, yeah, thirty eight minutes. Yeah. No, they've not made a show which, like for TV, every episode has to be. 20 minutes long because there's 10 minutes of adverts and you get a half yeah. hour time slot. They haven't exactly, got to yeah. settle to that. They could, If they had wanted a two-hour finale, they could have done a two-hour finale. Yeah. They didn't have any time constraints. So the fact that this was probably the shortest episode of the season just seems really strange. Yeah. It just... It's odd. And... It feels like something's happened. I know that sounds stupid and I'm being like a conspiracy theorist, but it feels like someone has made a change. Like, actually, you're not having season four. Do you know what it feels like to me? To me, it feels like they filmed everything. They they filmed the entire season as one big block, and then they've gone through it and gone, that's a good point for season one, uh, episode one to finish. Put the credits in there. Watched a bit more huh. and gone. That's a good break point for that to end. Put that there. Yeah. And then they've got to the season seven and gone. Right, Din's been captured. That's a perfect cliffhanger. Put the credits in there and then gone. Ah, crap! We've only got twenty six minutes left. It's weird. Ah, damn. Okay. You know, it does. It just doesn't feel like it. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. Something doesn't feel no. quite right with it. But then this no. goes back to my, my opening sentence of, as an episode, I really, really enjoyed the episode because of all the stuff that happened in it. But yeah. as a season slash series finale, it didn't. It felt so rushed. And like, let's just touch on the mind flaying. Yeah. They made that a massive part of an episode. Yeah. Why? Uh, agreed. Just agreed. To, and... to mind flay a character that we saw in another show that kind of was in a really good episode and then got rid of him? Well, he was, he, was, he, he, was a, he was a character that recurred in both season one and season two of The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, he played a big part at the end of season two. And it makes sense from the point of view that Moff Gideon would want revenge on him because, of course, he actively helped Mando rescue Grogu. Correct. Remember, yeah. they, they took him off that shuttle... So his spy on Coruscant killing him makes sense. What didn't make sense was the entire setup in that episode and the way she dealt with him. I mean, we don't know. Is he just a dribbling wreck now? Is he is he now walking around going, "Hey, everybody, peace and love"? We yeah, don't know yeah, what the effects be... of her. Yeah, we got no idea. We we don't know if he's dead. Um, so. The mind-flaying thing, that whole scene, all of us went, aha, hang on, <laughs> this this could be the reason we got shown that. This could be a bigger thing. Now, John and Dave are kind of playing 3D chess with us at the moment because they've got other shows. So you've got the Ahsoka series coming, you've got uh, other stuff coming up potentially that are all going to connect in and then this final movie. 
So just because we've had that scene in Mandalorian season three doesn't mean all of a sudden when we watch Ahsoka, there's not going to be a character get mind played and we're going to go, aha, there we go. <laughs> now we learned about that all this time ago and now we're getting the payoff. Yeah. Uh, personally, uh, I don't think that's a great thing to do. I, I personally think when you're doing interconnected universe like this, you need to tell the story within itself and have connections on top of that because yeah. otherwise it can become like, okay, I miss Because like, a lot of people are pissed that they didn't want to watch Boba Fett. They had no interest in that. They were a fan of The Mandalorian. So when season three started, they were pissed that they were in essence forced to go and watch another show to understand what was going on. I, I, I do kind of get that because... I, I I like the connectivity personally because I'm a massive fan and I'm going to watch all of it anyway. Yeah, uh, but I do get it. I do get that criticism. Um, it's like yeah, myself I, now going into the um, Ahsoka series. I now know yeah. I've got until that airs to come and watch four yeah. seasons of Rebels because <laughs> originally it wasn't something that I was going to go and sit down and watch. It was yeah. a, a kind of a side story to everything else. I, I can um, help you with that massibly, yeah, by the way. I could skeleton watch it. Like, yeah, what's, yeah. Uh, I, I, I um, really interestingly, Dave Filoni has said, you do not need to watch Rebels to enjoy it because we're going to introduce, reintroduce these characters in live action. However, I can scattergun you 10 episodes, maybe less, and you can walk away from it going, got it. Got it now, yeah. <laughs> because I remember yeah. that, kind of when that was all coming out it was the same as like the clone wars i'm still working yeah. through them slowly but yeah, you need to finish that i'm, I'm getting close time. to finish that close to finishing that but at the time obviously everyone knows my opinion on um seven eight and nine the films so yeah. when things like the clone wars and the rebels and all that were coming out i was kind of like a bit step back from star wars um yeah. so i didn't rush to watch them i've now kind of like said I now know the soap is coming out. I am back fully in love with Star Wars because of what John and Dave have done. Yeah. And I'm like, right, I need to make sure I've watched Rebels because that will lead into it perfect. And for me, that's not a problem. I know yeah. for some people, like with the book, they were like, I don't want to watch it. It's not my thing. It was... Yeah. Some people saw him as an epic, iconic character. Some people yeah. saw him as... This guy had like 12 minutes of screen time in three movies. Why do we care about him? Yeah. It was, you know, so if, if they're going to do that and have it interconnected, they need to tell the stories within each other as well. I yeah. personally don't mind. And if, like you say, we get towards the end of the next series, so say it's Ahsoka, and they mind flay someone, and we go, oh, damn, that's where it's from. I love that personally. Yeah. But did we then need an entire episode just no. to get to that mind flay at the end if then the finale was kind of felt rushed like this? No, uh, uh, we didn't. I mean, that, that's the truth of it. And and it, it, again, it's like this isn't uh, attacking the show because I really enjoyed the show. This is just it's confusion on my part, I think. And uh, perhaps over the next few days... The more and more people watch, more and more people discuss. There'll be lots of interviews. I'm sure John and Dave Press will start coming out as well. Yeah. Um, we'll. We'll start to get a clearer picture. But right now, to me anyway, it feels like they were they wrote season three to go into a season four. 
and then somewhere along the line that got changed. That's how it feels to me. It feels like they got to the end of this and went, crap, okay, uh, kill Moff, um, Grogu's now his son, they live happily ever after, great, bye. Poketan and the armor are going to rule Mandalore. Yeah. Perfect, awesome. Yeah, uh, the dark saber's gone. You know, <laughs> you know, all all of these things. That all happens that... so quick. See, all of these things like building towards it, like so, like the dark saber thing, for example, is such an interesting thing because in the week before, she was like, you know, all I've got is this, and Din did this impassioned speech to her of, that doesn't mean anything to me. Like I'm following you because I've got to know you. I believe in you, you know, I believe in you as a person, and therefore, you know, you have me, you know, your songs are not yet written. Basically swore loyalty to her for, for life. Yeah. We're now that the next day in terms of the show, he's like, uh, yeah, I'm off now. Yeah, I've adopted this kid, see you later. Bye. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm gone. I no longer... It, you know, it's kind of like I'm sure if she rang him, was like you know on the space phone. <laughs> yeah, hey, Dan, uh, yeah, I'm having a few issues. Could you? Yeah, I'll be right there, no problem. But I'm just saying, it just kind of like it's a weird thing that we built towards this moment. And when the dark saber was destroyed, I thought, okay, here's a scene coming. There's definitely going to be a scene coming where she's like, I don't have the dark saber anymore, and Din's going to remind her of what he said. Or Do you know what I mean? It's going to be like she is, or you know, like some exactly, real pet yeah. talk of. You didn't. Now, yeah. I want to go back actually to the dark saber being destroyed. Yeah. What was your kind of initial thought on that? Because the dark saber has been a major point since it was introduced yeah. in the book. Yeah. Um, it's been this real major plot point, and then Moff Gideon just literally crushes it in her hand, and that was it yeah. done. And I'm kind of like, well, well the, that the was dark... the one thing that Moff desperately wanted. Yeah, the the dark saber is a massive part of Mandalorian folklore and history. Yeah, and it was introduced to us in live action. Uh, you know, it was in Rebels, and you learn a lot about it in Rebels. Yeah. Um, but it was first introduced in live action as an after credit scene to season one. Moff Gideon cut himself out of his downed fighter using the dark saber. Yeah. And I remember people losing their freaking minds because like. People who've never seen that type of lightsaber before were like, what the f*** is this? That's amazing. It's literally a and sword. This is incredible. Yeah. yeah. And people who knew what it was were even more like, oh my God, this is incredible. And then everybody learned what the Darksaber was. And then, of course, you go into season two and then you see that Din takes it from him at the end of season two. And, of course, he's a cocky bastard. Ah, she wants it. You've got it. She'll have to fight you for it. And he's like, I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't give a crap. Then Book of Boba Fett, you see him trying to learn how to use it and can't, you know, it's just not his thing. And it's mostly because he doesn't want it as well, I think. Um, he, he, in essence, realizes there is a way he can give it up without Bo having to kick his ass. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he, you know, loopholes it, lawyers that shit, gets rid of it. Um, and she is now carrying it. So. To see this kind of Darksaber is this massive plot point to be destroyed. Again, this is where this episode feels rushed. That felt to me like that was a big moment that needed to feel like a big moment. It needed to feel like more dialogue. You needed more 
you know, him kind of standing there, like he could have took it from her and crushed it in his hand and said, now no one will rule Mandalore, you know? But he, even he could, that could wouldn't have... have made sense because of how much he wanted it in the first place. Well, I, I think... It felt really I, strange. I think he's, yeah, but I think he's an asshole. I, I think he wants it to be an asshole to <laughs> I her. think you're right. <laughs> you, 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 but you, but you, you understand yeah. what I mean by that? It's like, he doesn't want it because he doesn't see it as significant. He says, like, oh, these Mandalorians believe in their trinkets and stuff like that. Yeah. He just literally wants to take it from her because he knows it'll upset her and messes with her and messes with the Mandalorians. Yeah. So equally, I think he'd happily destroy it in front of her as like a kind of, now no one's going to rule Mandalore. Now all of your superstitions, your songs, all that crap means nothing. The dark saber is gone. You're pathetic. You know, it felt to me like you really needed a scene there where he really laid into her, and she she could have been like in shock, distraught, like nothing. And Din could have come in and just been like, "It means nothing to me." Bang, you know, <laughs> like yeah. And 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 all of a sudden it's like okay, you know, music picks back up. I'm getting that this episode just felt like blink and you miss massive things, you know? Yeah, like, even even if it hadn't been then, even if it had been, like, a conversation between Bo-Katan and the Armourer talking about the fact that the Darksaber is now gone, or... Yeah, it felt like there should have been something significant to kind of... Oh, my God, it's gone. Like, we've had this for so long. Um, my next point I've got written down is the Mythosaur. Yeah. Um, again, so many theories from when Bo-Katan sees it coming up out the water, uh, when she's coming out the water, not the mythical, she's coming out the water and she sees it. Yeah. And then she talks to the armorer about it, who's kind of like, you know, go home, you're drunk. Um, yeah. to, to now, all of that, and we're like, oh, something cool is going to happen with that. Who's going to... You know, is Bo-Katan going to end up riding it and ruling Mandalore that way? Oh, imagine if Grogu's the one that tames it. Oh, this be... And then we don't see anything again. And then at the very, very end, like Grogu's looking into the water and it senses him looking in the water. Uh, senses, I think Grogu can sense the creature. Yeah. But... And I think, yeah. And, and then just nothing afterwards. And I'm like, what? Why? What was the point? Yeah, why was that such a big thing for an episode and a half about her talking to people about it and things, and then nothing else is ever like the whole thing of Bo-Katan gets that put on her armor because you know she saw it and she believes it's yeah. a big thing, but then yeah. kind of that was like, yep, that's that dumb. And then in the finale, well, it's not really, and then it's just kind of shown open in its eye at the end, and we're kind of like, mm-hmm. Again, is that? Well, Something's going to now appear in another show. So, or... no, I, I think perhaps this was art two. <laughs> and I say that art two like it's a bad thing. And I don't mean it to be a bad thing. So you, I believe, at one point did film studies and stuff. So you know how to analyze movies and to dissect things. Yeah. The Mandalorian people have been fractured. They've come back together. And the Mythosaur awakes. It's the rebirth. The re the re, you know, the society is reborn, the return, the name of the episode. And yeah. I think all of that scene with the Mythosaur was simply, they're back. The Mandalorians yeah. are back. You know, the, the Great Forge was reignited. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think I think that's what that was. Um, because otherwise it was just completely pointless. Yeah. Um, 
the Great Forge is another note I've got. They've they've relighted the the Great Forge. Yeah. Um, I was expecting some like really cool scene of the armorer doing something with the forge, <laughs> but no. again, it was a blink and you miss it. Bokutan lit it. The flames turned blue. Everything lit up. This is really cool. Yeah. Next scene. What now? Yeah. I don't want to get sucked down the path of me criticize just just criticizing this episode. Um, I said at the very beginning, I thought as an episode, it was fantastic. Like I enjoyed it. Um, Mm. I got to the end of the episode and was like, wait, that was it. No, it was really good. I, I enjoyed the episode. I've enjoyed the entire series, but again, yeah, the, the, the main forge that, that forge was kind of like this big point that's been mentioned throughout. This is where it once stood and, the armor has spoken about the forge and all this sort of thing. And yeah. It was just like lit the forge and go. Well, I mean, there's just so many questions left unanswered. Um, I mean, Moff Gideon, we assume is now dead because of the explosion, um, but we don't know that. Uh, he's wearing Beskar armor. You didn't see a body. You know, you know, <laughs> yeah. Exactly, he's wearing he's wearing Beskar armor in a big mechanical style suit you know he's With basically a a, yeah he's basically a dark trooper in Beskar yeah um so so there's that also one of the main plot points of this show literally from the start has been they were trying to get all the Grogu because they wanted to take the Metachlorians from his blood because they were trying to create force sensitive clones yes Din killed his clones like that and that was the end of that. That's three seasons of stories done in a minute. Yeah, he literally that, pressed that the button. Has been, yeah. yeah, that has been building up in the background of why was he doing this? Why did he need Grogu's blood? And we literally got one sentence or two sentences of you know exposition from Moff Gideon being angry that Din just killed all those clones like like it was nothing and it was nothing you just literally hit the button and they all they're all gone yeah you, you said um, that you suffocated them before they could even take their first breath and stuff and it was like yeah okay but is that is that all of it that that's it yeah that was oh yeah like you say that's yeah. been three seasons worth of yeah the other bit I don't get is the fact that Moff Gideon was literally in this for an episode and a half yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the big baddie. You you don't have like the original three Star Wars films didn't have Darth Vader just appear in Return of the Jedi. <laughs> um no, no it didn't. But you know, this is Darth Vader from Wish, yes. as your TikTok that did very well. <laughs> um I'm, I've seen I... a lot of people criticize that as well though. It's not Vader, it's a dark yeah. troop. Oh yeah, okay. Well 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 worked out. Yeah, get <laughs> get with the I always do the joke going over someone's head being to them. It's like, well yep. done. Yeah. So, like, uh, aren't, aren't you a little short for us? Yeah, shut up. <laughs> um, I I genuinely look at this and I'm kind of... <laughs> the more we talk about it, <clears throat> the, more I, the more I'm convinced that this ending wasn't the original plan and they've just thrown it together because they're not getting a season four for The Mandalorian. Wherever that's because... So, so there's this rumor going around about Pedro Pascal, okay? Yeah. And the rumor is that he wants to be paid at an actor's rate, but the vast majority of the work he does on The Mandalorian is voiceover. He didn't show his face once in this series. No. 
No, so right? technically, he wasn't needed on set once. No, no. And and so, as a voiceover artist, he would be paid substantially less than an actor. You know, as an actor, yeah. given, given his station. And apparently, yeah. there is a that there is a problem. There is a big issue between him and Disney over this. Now, this is a rumor that I've read online. So please give this the level of suspicion you should with any rumor you read online. But when you watch this finale, which feels to me like someone's literally got towards the end of filming and they've gone, "Look, wrap it. You're not getting a season four. Yeah, it feels like okay, fine. We'll we'll put this together quickly, and this will be the end. Because even the way it ends, where the circle goes in on Grogu playing, and then to black, yeah, it felt like an end. It doesn't feel like a, a series finale, and more so, there's no after credit scene. Like I was convinced, I watched to the end of the Chinese I, artwork. <laughs> I did the same thing. I was like, and who's, no he gonna show? who's he going to show? Yeah. Who's he going to watch no, the bad nothing bunch? Showed up. Oh. Oh, okay. Yeah, the end. Of, the end. The end of season one, we saw Moff Gideon cut his way out with the dark saber. Yeah. The end of season two, we got the announcement for the book of Boba Fett. I am watching this like eyes wide open, thinking, "Oh, what's going to be the link? Are we going to see Moff Gideon coming up like flamed, like slightly burnt, and it's going to be like, oh no? Are we going to see Book of Boba Fett season two announced? You know, what? What's it going to be? Oh, nothing. Nothing. Really." Yeah, like, that surprised you, you me. Just like... ended it. it. It just, it just feels odd. It just doesn't feel like it, it doesn't feel like what we've been watching. It doesn't feel like season one, two. It doesn't feel like Book of Boba. It just feels like something is different in the way they've ended this, and I can't shake that. And I'm probably completely wrong, and this was all planned. Maybe I don't know. Perhaps John Favreau was trolling everyone when he said he's written season four, so no one was expecting this ending. You know, I, I read an interview a long time ago with, um, I think it was John Favreau and, and Dave, yeah. where they talked about the Game of Thrones finale, and they both said when they write the final season, they won't tell people. Because people's expectations of the final ever episode will never be met. Oh, gosh, yeah. Yeah, I understand that. And, 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 they're, and they're probably right. Um, you know, you look at what happened with Game of Thrones in the final season. A lot of money got spent on that show. A lot of people put a lot of hard work into it, and they will forever be berated. You know, people hated it. A lot uh, of people yeah. say that Game of Thrones only had seven seasons, and then there was like this weird spin-off season that no one talks about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I this just feels odd, and and I think in a few days' time and a bit of. Uh, press is done, etc. I think that a balance. Uh, but right now, as we record this, it feels odd. Um, but there were, as you said at the start, just some great scenes. Probably my favourite, and and again, you you could argue I could have been better, could have been this, but probably my favourite was Din when he got the droid from Thin Air. I, I really want to know where he got that droid from. <laughs> yeah. And he had those gates, and he was making the droid open them one at a time. Oh, wasn't that so we could fight too? That that what I loved about that is the fact that the other guards were like, "Oh, open the gates, open the gates, we can!" And they're just having to watch being kicked the shit out of their mates, yeah. and then look up at them like, "You're next." <laughs> I love yeah. I 
I enjoyed that, and I enjoyed I, I enjoyed that scene a lot. I, I enjoyed the fight between Bo-Katan and Moff Gideon, I, but for me, it just felt like there could have been it could have been bigger. You know, it could have been so much, yeah, uh, so much bigger. Um, part of me would have rather seen Din and Moff go hand to hand, and Bo with the dark saber fight those three guys, uh, yes. just because that had been a a better visual. Um, but I think it always needed to be Bo and Moff. I think that was the end game there. Yeah, I understand why, why they did that. Um, I also yeah. quite enjoyed when uh, R five is doing the doors, the little droid, the mouse droid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and went and got his mate. Yeah. Now <laughs> I, as as a bit of a geek, I am. I went to to Disney. Uh, Disney World in Florida and in yeah. the Hollywood Studios you can get popcorn buckets of those mouse droids. I have one sat next to my desk. Oh, that's very So, cool. So when that scene came up I was like, oh, I love those guys. Yeah. Hello, me. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to go get my one. Yeah. He's going to go get his friends and I come back with my little popcorn bucket like, ah. No. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there was lots of little visual bits in it I liked. Like, it felt things like, so that little tiny droid, that was like a a flashback to some of the movies where they've appeared and yeah. R5 controlling bits of the ship, you know, again, little nods to R2-D2 and the gates opening nods to the Phantom Menace. You know, the fact yeah. that they do put these bits into it always feel to me a bit like a kind of like a hug for the Star Wars fans. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. And I, mean, I love those doing. little bits in it. But yeah. the episode should have been double the length. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. It, it, it kind of there, there's a great argument to be had for always leave them wanting more. So what I mean by that is, in our criticism of this, is we feel these scenes could have been bigger, they could have been longer, they could have had that bit more to them. Yeah. None of it is. This is crap. My only actual critique is where the hell did the joy come from? Someone fill me in on that, and I'm happy um, because it feels like that doesn't make sense to me. Um, yeah. But the the rest of it, I, I'm you know I'm delighted. We got to see. So so I want to put this to you. So we went into this episode waiting for the spy to reveal themselves. Yep. The last episode was called Spies. There was only one. So we're convinced it's going to be the armorer. It's going to be whoa. You know, me and you are just like yep. it's going to be one of them buggers, definitely. Or it's going to be someone so shocking, like comes from completely left field. You know, we're going to be rocked by it. Yeah. It was nobody. There is no The armorer. No, the armorer is just a legit, you know, zealot, if you like, a, a legit cult leader yeah. who believes that her way is the way and is going to lead a community that way. Um, and Woe was actually a loyal Mandalorian who respected Bo. I genuinely thought he was going yeah. down with the ship until the last second. You and me both. <laughs> you, I, I, when he, when you saw him coming back, because when he went on there and he sent them all, I was like, "Oh, this is so sus." Yeah, he yeah, I'm like something's. Oh, leave this yeah. as a decoy for the Tie Fighters, and I'm like, yeah. "Oh no!" Yeah. He like he he's listened like, but, but Bo gave him that instruction. But I'm like, "Oh, what's he gonna do? Is he gonna turn the guns on the ships?" You know, all the Mandalorians have got into their dropships. Is he gonna? Is he gonna gun them down? And then the Tie Fighters opened up on it, and I'm still thinking, "Oh, he's just, you know, he's just taking the damage, taking the hits." But then he started shooting them down, and I'm like, "Wait a minute, 
<laughs> yeah, it's that's, not him. That's very convincing then, now. <laughs> yeah. And then we saw the scene of the armor with the jetpack, and I'm like, oh no, Bo's got the dark saber. The armor is right next to her. We're about to see this battle. You see all these stormtrooper Mandalorians taking off with their jetpacks. I'm like, oh, the armor is going to crack Bo in the head, you know, and change sides mid-fight. Nope, nope. She just kicks the crap out. The armor doesn't carry a blaster. But in these type of fights where basically everyone's wearing Beskar, I think we just suddenly realised why. Because yeah, she's she just, just clubbing, beats the crap out of <laughs> just clubbing people to death. Um, which I'm like, okay, I can respect that. Yeah, no, that, um, that's a level of respect gained right there, I'd say, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, there was no one. There, there was no one that is revealed. You know, those guys that we were like, oh, They've lived on the planet this whole time. They the pirates, be, yeah, it's got to be them. Yeah, they must be. No, no, they, they basically pointed out, you know, we've been farming, we've been doing this. Yeah, we've been growing crops, uh, and I'm like, ah, yeah. they're poison crops. Here we go. Uh, no, oh, we've just, been living directly everyone. under the base. Oh, that's why you're going to trade them in. Oh, no, no, they no, are just, no, just no. They farmers. Just, yeah, they've <sighs> just been living a nomadic life on Mandalore, unaware. Uh, so all of it, all of the suspicion uh, was proven wrong. Um, all of it was kind of crazy. You know, it was like this guy, like you say, when he comes hammering it into the atmosphere and he's like, I'm going to take out the base. I was like, wow, this guy's going to go from all of us suspecting into him going out like an absolute boss, just like Paz Vizsla the week before. Yeah. But no, no, he, he exits stage right very appropriately. So he's still around, which, which is great. I'm happy about that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, 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 there's so much in this episode. And there's just so many good things that happen, but I am still stuck with this. It was fast. It was like blinking, you miss it. The finale. Um, yeah, like even even towards the end where he meets um, Captain Carson Teva. Yeah, Teva? yeah, yeah. He meets did him see, in the bar. Did you see Dave? You see Dave Filoni sat there with his hat on, hidden in the background. Not so much hidden, yeah, but in the background. Yeah, yeah and. Yeah. And then, you know, even that part, I'm like, here we go. This is going to be, there's going to be a bit of dialogue here that's going to link in the the next show. Here we go. And then nothing, re- I mean, him signing up to kind of help out on a bit-by-bit basis potentially could be how he appears in the next show. But I was expecting, like, some sort of, like, knowledge bomb to be dropped for us all to go, oh, my God, yes, that's going to be in the next arc. Nope. Um, yeah. He gets the um, IG-11s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wagon, you know, he recreates the droid. That was really cool. Yeah, but that was quick. You know, that was just like, oh, I need that. Yeah, okay, and bang. There it is, it. done, yeah. yeah. And the little yeah. guys, I can't remember their names, but the little guys are obviously putting back together. Yeah. Those yeah, characters yeah, are looking... awesome. Foul-mouthed, but awesome. Foul-mouthed indeed. Yes, they did. I'm out, motherfucker. Yeah, I heard them. Yeah, I, I have now been back. After you mentioned it, I've been back and I've watched it repeatedly. Yeah, and I can't yeah. not hear him go... No, no. Yeah. Every, everyone I've said it to, I, everyone agrees, it's just a noise, but once you've heard it, you can't unhear it. Oh, no, that's not a noise. That was in there on purpose. I guarantee yeah. that was... Ah, uh, no, mother... What? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. little bugger. Um, yeah. So... It's kind of like happy endings, um, you know. Din, Din, Din Djarin and Din Grogu, uh, the Mandalorian tribe of two, um, are now going to have their adventures. 
But it's open, you know, it is open because season four could happily be those adventures. Um, but it just it just feels weird. It just feels like what have you done to us? There's no obvious continuation. No. There's no. I mean, yeah, Carson no... Tiva could now ping them a message going, "Hey, this has just happened. Go help yeah. us out." And him going, "Okay, cool." Yeah. And season well, four is the can... adventures of the rebel bounty hunter Dinjarin. Can... But you got to remember, they originally had a show called Rangers of the New Republic, which Cara Doom was going to be a part of with that other character you just mentioned Carson etc so that show was obviously cancelled when the the actress lost her job Um, you know that's part of that that's a completely different discussion but a lot of the story arc that they were going to explore in that I believe uh, Dave Filoni said they integrated into the Mandalorian season 3 so it's infinitely possible that they could have potentially, you know, you could potentially have a situation where we do get that show in some form and there is a cool, you know, season four, you know, sorry, uh, this show, yeah. episode four, oh, we're going to need some help with this one. Then that guy goes, oh, I know a guy. <laughs> and yeah. we're all going to go, we know who he means. Oh, completely, yeah. The, the opportunity is there. It just, like you say, it, it felt like it wrapped everything up with a nice bow on top of it too much for a fourth but, season. But, but, mate, I, I feel like I feel like I'm sort of going around in a circle just saying the same things over and over again, which I which I don't want to do. So um I, I think I've covered the areas I want to cover. Are are there other points that you want to dive into? Um no, not so much. I did just want to put a little a shout out, I guess. Um to the guys on our discord the whole way through this season um we've been on the discord uh mikey and ryan have been a big part of kind of talking theories and stuff with us um lucky lucy uh on there as well um just a couple of people on there that have kind of the whole way through this show have been talking to us on there as well so a big thank you to those guys um big thank you to everyone that's emailed in uh, I say a big thank you to everyone that's emailed in, but a big thank you to everyone that's emailed in positively about this season as well. Um, I know Sam goes through a lot of emails every week. Oh, yes. And I, I think it's fantastic that we are now part of that kind of community where we do all throw theories and stuff around. Yeah. Um, if you do want to join in and become part of that community and be it about Star Wars, The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, Marvel, Lord of the Rings, or any other shows that we do cover, uh, including a lot of the Netflix and Amazon shows, do join us on our social medias. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. That's all of the, Is that the four? And obviously the Discord. <laughs> Five, yeah, and the Discord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we are the Stuff yeah, and Things I- podcast on all of them. Yeah, I do just want to say that Discord is, is quite a simple thing. So you just uh, download the app to whatever Apple or Android device you've got. Um, you create an account, it's all free, um, and it's basically a chat room. So I, I, I've seen a fair few emails where people have said, oh, you keep talking about Discord. I don't, you know, I don't want to join another social media platform. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. It's not. It's basically a chat room. It's about being back in the day, and yeah. it's purely for listeners of the podcast. There's like 20 of us in there. Um, this podcast here from the Mandalorian has up to fifty thousand listeners. 
So the fact there's only 20 people in our Discord is a little bit odd, but yes. we we get near 300, 400 emails per episode um, where people are coming in on Star Wars topics, which is phenomenal. We love that. Happy to go through them, but you could chat to us in real time. Um, you know, you could actually get in the Discord and say all the things you want to say to Stefan to him directly. And I can reply or cry. This is true. Um, you can probably, you can even get it right. like I've got it on my desktop, so I have it open when I'm recording the podcast. So if any messages come in, I can mention it. But yeah, yeah, um, it is a free app. It is a chat room. It's not a social media thing as such. It is a, yeah. a chat room just for us. And if you do go onto our social medias and click on the invite to go through to the Discord, it is a closed uh, room. You have to click the invite to join it. So therefore, yep. it's not just random as everywhere. It is all people that have the same interest um, as you. So it is a good platform to use. Um, it is. It'd be great to, to see you all on there. There you go. Um, so that is The Mandalorian wrapped, uh, but that is not it for Star Wars for 2023. Uh, the Ahsoka series is coming up, and as soon, keep an eye on our socials, because as soon as that's confirmed, the exact air date, etc., We'll be talking about that show on a weekly basis. Really looking forward to it. Um, the next thing on this big thing for the Stuff and Things podcast as we roll into May uh, is the return of Fear of the Walking Dead. If you're a fan of the Walking Dead universe, the final season of that show uh, begins airing in May. We'll yes. be talking about that episodically, uh, providing you've got a UK broadcaster by then. Fingers um, crossed, fingers crossed. <laughs> and, and also, uh, we will also be discussing in May, uh, once it hits Disney Plus and Man Quantum Mania, and a very, very possibility that there could be a discussion all about another certain Marvel film that's going to come out called Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Yes. Uh, which which I think you're looking forward to. Only it comes out in a couple of weeks. I have my tickets booked for release day. There you go. <laughs> yeah, someone's keen. I, it's the first uh, film I'm taking the kids to because they are desperate to see it. And Guardians mm-hmm. of the Galaxy, the number one, was the first Marvel film that I let the kids watch because it's just a, a silly, fun movie. Um, they are both like obsessed with Groot. So that'll be the first... First family trip for Marvel, so I'm quite quite looking forward to that. Excellent. Um, so, so that's it. That's what's coming up. Um, obviously, you can catch up with everything we do on the website. It's all the W's, stuffandthangspodcast.com, uh, and you can literally go through an archive of every show we discuss, every podcast we've ever recorded, going all the way back to our first ever shows on The Walking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead from seven years ago. Uh, but anyway... Massive thank you to everybody for listening. Your support during the Star Wars podcast is great. I look forward to all your theories, and I look forward to someone telling me how in the hell that droid got there. <laughs> um, I also want to say a massive uh, apology and a thank you. Apology for the sound. Um, I've been quite literally unwell, and I've had to phone, quite literally phone in these podcasts. Stefan, you've done an incredible job running the desk, my friend. Um, hopefully by the time a sofa rolls round, uh, you can relax a bit more and I'll run the desk again. I know I have to remember but, uh, titles of episodes then. You will. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, thank you to everybody who sent in messages. I am on the mend. It's just a slow process. Uh, but yeah, uh, thank you everyone. And that is it. That is the Mandalorian. 
May the force be with you all. This is the way. Thank you for listening to the Stuff and Things podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. You can find us on Facebook or online. Simply search the Stuff and Things podcast to join in our conversation every week.